Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you, folks, for listening today. May God be near to you, and may God help you and I in our commitments. I started yesterday talking about commitments, and I'm going to talk about them all week because I think it's very important. You know, and, and we are asked, we talk about long-term commitments. We're asked to make long-term commitments, like I said yesterday, on our houses and our cars, if we're having to borrow or whatever, which I would encourage you not to if you don't have to, because I, I don't like borrowing. I, I own my house. If I could pay that off, that'd be great, because that'd be the only payment I have right now, and I'm certainly going to pay it off in the next couple of years, I hope, Lord willing. But, you know, we, we have long-term commitments, and we... uh sometimes need to make sure that we are knowing what we're doing, especially spiritually. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this great radio station, Lord, KBXL 94.1, and the staff and our owner, Beth. God bless them. Open up doors for them and lead them. And Lord, I thank you for all the listeners that make, make it possible for this station to be on the air. God bless them. Show us your hand today, Lord. May we see you clearly, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, give God your first consideration in every decision. I remember so clearly growing up, my my father would pray for every single car we'd get. He would put his hand on it, and he would pray for it, that God would bless it. And I've told you this many times. We've had, we had cars that should have gone on the blink, but I believe God anointed the cars Dad prayed for. I mean, we had Dodge Darts and Dodge 600s and a Toyota Corona, which was just a car that only didn't last very long in life because they were uh, not a good car. And, and the K car, Dad had a K car that went for 200 and some thousand miles before he sold it. I mean, God had his hand on but he prayed for everything. He went to people's houses. They moved into a house, and he would anoint the— uh, the door star the frame with oil and pray for the house and God would bless the house. And he believed about praying for everything. And it was a great, great example to me. And so we we pray for we try to pray for everything too and pray that God's hand would be on it. Proverbs chapter three, verse six says, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In all your ways, in everything you do, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. I want my path directed by Jesus Christ. And if I start getting off that path, I want to be so close to him that I'll know that I need to get back on again. Some people say, well, pastor, I've just messed up so much in my life that I just don't even know what to do with myself. Give it to God. He will forgive you. He will help you move forward and commit your life to him. And I mean, commit it to him. I'm so thankful that God blessed me with parents who chose to pray about everything. Whatever what it was, they would pray about. You know, and I just, I think that as I used to look, I, I always like like the consumer's guide. I look at some of those guides and look at some of the cars my parents had, and they were at the bottom of the list because they could afford them. But God blessed them all the time. I believe it was because they just gave it to God and they prayed about it. Some say, well, they were just lucky. But I would say to them, they didn't know my parents too well. God watched over them even to the end of their lives with his incredible hand. When my father died, my mother lived in the old 68 double-wide trailer that was just old and decrepit. And uh, 
you know what? We ended up selling that for maximum dollars, which is unbelievable. It was a God thing again that it took care of mom for the rest of her life in the retirement center just because God's hand was on it. You know, God, God did it again and again, over and over again. Some might say, well, it's a little ridiculous to pray about everything. But, folks, I'm telling you this. I've learned otherwise. I've learned that it's good to pray about everything, even about a decision. If you're thinking about going on a trip or thinking about doing this and that, said, so, well, God, well, I believe God will show you the way. I believe many times God's going to give you the desires of your heart, but he wants to hear from you. Let God be involved in the decision-making process. I remember before I met my wife, I called my parents, and I, and I was dating another girl at the time, and I said, God, what, what do you want of me? And I had a mom and dad. I was so frustrated because I liked both these ladies and said, I don't know where to go here. My dad said, Tommy, God will take care of God will show you. And they prayed diligently for God to help me find the woman that I needed to have. And he sent me my beautiful, beautiful wife, Denise, which I'm so thankful for. And the other lady was a great lady, too, and, and, and a great Christian. But I, God knew who I needed. Maybe you're making, uh, looking to make a move in your job. I have many people say, Pastor, would you pray about a job decision for me? I need a good job. I have a man right now wanting me to pray for a job for him. He's a moved from Oregon. He's a great, great guy and ran a warehouse there. And now he's trying to find a job here. And, and it's, you know, it's been kind of difficult, but, but he's a fantastic guy. And I know God will, God will intervene because we're seeking and asking him for help. Spend time seeking God's direction before you move forward. See, God wants to be in the center of it all. I remember when dad and mom were feeling, you know, they might leave a pastor in Caldwell. And I've told you this a number of times over the years. And they were, they got a call from a church in Libby, Montana. So dad and mom prayed about it and prayed about it, that God would have his way. Then they headed to Libby, Montana to try out. They got over the mountain pass and they ran into a deer and our big LTD and it crushed the uh, radiator. And my dad felt without issue, this was not the direction they should go. He felt that was God was stopping them. And some people would say, oh, that's just a coincidence. The deer ran out and they hit the deer. Well, when you pray about things and you're looking for God to direct you, different things happen. And my dad, he followed God and, and God had something else. So he stayed in Caldwell another year and then went to Ellensburg, Washington to uh, take a small church and changed our, the trajectory of of our lives so many years in Caldwell. But I'm telling you what, then dad had a happy life and mom serving God for the next many years of their life until they passed away. So what do we need to do? We need to give God first in every, in every area of our life, not just in some, but in every area of our life. Give God the first part of your income. Oh, people, I hate talking about that. You talk about tithing. Of course, this is a big another Bible principle that will open the floodgates of heaven for you. It's opened the floodgates of heaven for me. I can tell you this because I honor God. He's honored my income. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord by giving him the first part of your income. Folks, hardly anybody does that. Even churchgoers. Because they said, I need this to live on. You know what? I'm so used to doing that since I was 18 or 19 years old. that I, It's just 
And God always has multiplied my income, taking care of things. You know, like I said the other day, I'm one debt, and that's my house. You know, and I hope to have it paid off in three years. But you know what? God will take care of us if we honor him first. The church is be able to prosper and do many evangelical things to be able to change the world if people would give faithfully. I've been in the last, ever since COVID, our church has given uh, more than it's given in years and years. I've been so proud of our people for honoring God and being able to do so many things. That is so neat. And given so much to mission, God has blessed our church because of that. I believe that with all my heart. But just for a few moments moments this morning, let's take a look at things that cause us a lack of commitment. Believe me, Satan has many schemes that lead us away from making all kinds of commitments or following through with our commitments we make. We get distracted so easy. And folks, I must admit, I'm a guy that gets distracted easy. I have a hard time focusing. I've been told that my whole life. You know, I guess we... I guess there's things we work on. That's something I try to work on. That gets so distracted. But, you know, I need to continue to work on that. And my patience isn't the best either. So I'm I'm just coming clean with you. And some of you that know me, you know that's true. But you know that I love you and I care for you. And I would never hurt your feelings by uh, not talking to you or something. And so I ask for a little grace with that. But Mark 4.19 says this, But the worries of life the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Things distract us. Anything that occupies our minds that pulls us away from our commitments is not good. Is not good. We get impressed by something, and without thinking, we fall victim to another distraction. Things happen in the church and things get talked about and people say this and that. And all of a sudden, it distracts us from what we're about. And that's worshiping the King of Kings and being involved in, in leading and serving. You know, we got so many servants. I'm telling you what, I'm so excited about people that serve in church. We've had more and more. We have this wood ministry that I've talked about off and on and my friend Tom Comrums runs and it's a ministry that all the money goes to missions. It's a donation for missions, and they sell cords of wood at a much lesser value than uh, what it sells for on the market. And we have about a dozen to 15 people to work out and cut cords of wood. And I think last year we were able to give like $17,000 to missions because of the servanthood of these men and women that go out and cut wood on Saturdays. It's been an amazing Amazing thing. Then I think about our Easter service last month or a month and a half or whatever it was, is that we had my friend who used to run Sin Nom Nom, her name is Brandy, and they she had to sell and moved to Mountain Home. She put on a continental breakfast for us. It was not a continental breakfast. It was a huge, it was like a buffet. And she just served and served and really wanted nothing for it. And uh, it was such a tremendous move of her generosity and her servanthood. We got people like that are doing things all the time. And folks, that's what God wants us to do, to give him our time and our energies. There's so many ways that you can serve God in your community, in your neighborhood, in your church. You know, look for those opportunities. Give God the first fruits of your time, of your energy. And you know what? You're going to see your life grow, 
powerfully and mightily in Him. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.